0: Hello again everybody and welcome to another episode of Ball Caps and back Pipes. I am the Glasgow Comets John McKellar and Jason I'm mighty sore because uh, two days ago I had my first field session of the spring. It uh, feels great to be back, um, well at least when I, when I can feel anything again. <laughs>
1: Is there anything more sore than usual? <laughs> Is it the shoulder, the elbow or
0: the knees? No, What's mad is my shoulder normally hurts like hell when I first come back, but that's not sore. Um, I think my shoulder's going up. Here and at this point, it's my calves that were sore that uh, that normally are. I think that's just age catching up with me or maybe just not doing much. Anyway, who are you?
1: I uh, yeah I'm well. I'm Jason Dura, former league president in Baseball Scotland Hall of Famer, and things are going well over here. I, I'm doing fine. I've seen there's been training in Edinburgh. I went down and passed him last week. So they seem to be doing well. And I've chatted to obviously Ren Quantrill. I don't even know what team. I assume the Cannons are still playing for them. Uh, and uh, I gave him a lot of views. Uh, but he's doing well. He said everything's going well ahead of us. <laughs> so I've checked in. But I, I think I might sneak down because it's Easter break. I might just go and throw the ball around a little bit. And I kind of have the itch.
0: Sweet. Any chance I'll see you in a game this year?
1: Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I, 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 maybe, maybe I'll sneak on down and I'll find it out. Uh, again, I'll play against you and I'll go play right field and I'll sit there and give you a boost from right field.
0: Game. <laughs> you could probably just pitch against me and you would still have my number. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I, you know I haven't touched the ball in two
1: years, so we'll find out what happens there. Maybe, maybe I'll just come and commentate and uh, I'll just give everyone
0: dogs abuse. boost. Have you seen that on average the last two seasons? I haven't touched the ball until you just All right, fair enough. Um, so, tonight we're, we're doing something a bit different. We're breaking away from the Baseball Scotland National League and we're going to talk to the president of the Stirling Uni Storm Baseball Club, Damon Savinelli. Welcome to the
2: show. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. It's good to get the exposure for the club and it's uh, flattering that you guys want to be on the show. It's good to
0: have you, man. Um, it's nice to be able to talk to someone who is involved in, in baseball in Scotland on an even more grassroots level than mm-hmm. we are. Um, we will talk first off about yourself. Obviously, you're, judging by your accent, people will know that you're not a native Scot. Uh, you're from Connecticut in the United States. So, what I first yeah. have tell us uh, how you ended up in Scotland, uh, and then we'll talk more about your baseball background and, and what you got up to in terms of playing the game growing up.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, so... I'm actually here studying a a four-year course. Uh, I'm in my fourth year right now um, at the University of Sterling, obviously. Um, So when I was 18, I I graduated high school, came here from America, and have been here since 2017 uh, studying, and I got involved with the baseball club uh, two years ago. I was uh, on a basketball club before that, but yeah, that's pretty much why I'm I'm here. I'm going to be here for another year and a half, Uh, yeah. What's your degree in? Uh, journalism. Yeah, I'm gonna do sports Please. management next yeah. year for a master's degree as well.
1: Cool. No, I know the sports. <laughs> I'm gonna jump in there, John. I I know uh, the sports management degree is, is quite a sought-after degree. There is it? Uh, is that? A, can you confirm that it's a tough one. Because I know a lot of people are after the, the sports management degree uh, when they go to Sterling University. They're kind of known for that a bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of the most popular courses, I'd say, at at the uni. There's a lot of people that that, um, are studying sports studies as undergrads and they go on to do sports management. Um, There's also a coaching course, a master's coaching course that's really popular at the uni um, that a lot of people that want to coach football uh, usually take, but any, any sport, really.
0: Okay, um, now let's talk about your baseball background, Damon. Um, Growing up, obviously, in the States, you would have had more access to the game than we have around these parts. Uh, Did you play growing up? Uh, If so, to what level and what positions? uh, Did you play Little League? Uh, Did you play for any, you know, like a team outside of uh, schooling and what have you? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, so I started playing uh, t-ball when I was like six or seven years old. and then we had, our, our little league was set up just like the majors where um, you have single A, double A, triple A. So when I was about 10 years old, I was in triple A. Um, and I, I would play on the all-star team in the summers. I don't know if if, you, if you've seen the Little League World Series um, on TV, obviously in the summer. Um, so our team was, was never good enough, but um, I, play, I played on the district all-star team. Um, at that point, and then when I was about eleven or twelve, um, I left the little league setup and started playing uh, travel ball or AAU, as they call it in America. So I would I would just play for um, like club teams. I played for uh, I'd say three or four different clubs, um, and then I'd play for them in the summer, and then during the spring, I'd play for. Um, at first, was my middle school team when I was about thirteen, and then I played for my high school team. Uh, freshman, and then junior varsity in varsity level. Um, the, the most notable team I, I played for was uh, the Connecticut Blue Jays, they were called. And I don't know if anybody's a Jerry Springer fan, but, uh, or George Springer, sorry. He played for, uh, he played for the Astros or used to, um, but he's from Connecticut and used to play in this organization. And he actually ran a few training sessions while I was there. So that was pretty cool.
0: Really awesome. <laughs> that yeah. is pretty cool, yeah. Um, what positions did you play at the sorted
2: even Um, So when I was younger, I pretty much played anywhere, like outfield, catcher, but then when I got to high school, I started playing second base. Um, my arm was never good enough for shortstop, so they put me at second.
0: I know that feeling very well. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, <laughs> you mentioned the AAU, um, I know that we've had a couple of uh, visits from the AAU guys in the last few years. Uh, I imagine that would have been, you would probably already have been in Scotland by that time though, yes? What year? Did you manage to catch up with those guys? I think it was the first year, Jason, was the first year 2017 or was it after you retired? It was after, sorry. The AAU guys came along? Yeah, I think it was, it was 2018.
2: 2018.
0: Yeah, uh, so yeah, I, was, yeah. I, I was
1: helping organize it. You know, it was the first year they
2: came through. So. Yeah, I th- I think I was actually a first year at the union at that point.
0: Right. Um, so let's talk a bit. Let's touch a bit more on AAU then, since you mentioned that you've been a part of that in the past. Um, Do you have any memories of traveling uh, that you would like to share with us in terms of uh, places you might have visited? Uh, Obviously, I don't think that they had visited Scotland by that point, but I know that they've spent some time playing in Spain and other parts of Europe.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Do you have any memories you want to share from that time?
2: Yeah, so um, the Connecticut Blue Jays, we actually traveled a lot. um, And then I was on a team called the Connecticut Dynasty when I was about 13, 14. And those two teams traveled quite a lot. Um, We played at the University of Michigan's baseball field. Um, We played in Delaware. I I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the Ripken Experience. Um, It's like a a cluster of tournaments that they they put on in America. There's one down in Myrtle Beach. Um, So we would travel from the Northeast down to Myrtle Beach every summer. It was insanely hot. Our, Our cleats would melt into the turf. Like it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I, I would say the most, me, the memory that stands out the most is definitely traveling to Myrtle Beach in the summer when it was, you know, 30 degrees or more Celsius and just being dehydrated and having <laughs> to drink loads of water, playing double headers, playing like five games in a weekend. Um, but yeah, we did travel a lot playing AAU and we were we were only 12 or 13. So it was kind of a lot for younger uh, kids, I, I guess.
1: So it's interesting you mentioned turf there because I grew up playing on turf myself. I'm assuming most of the fields you have up in Connecticut are turf fields. There's not that many grass fields except for used for like uh, high school game day and stuff like that.
2: Well, actually, uh, I mean, there's, there's an okay amount of, of turf in Connecticut, but um, pretty much all the high school fields are grass and dirt um, because m- most of the school, I, w- I was in a public school system, so the public school systems can't really afford to install turf baseball field that was more of a private school thing but I I did play on a decent amount uh when I played for the AAU teams in Connecticut we we played on university campuses and things like that did you
1: prefer playing on turf or grass
2: if the grass field was was kept properly grass at any day um but if it wasn't kept up properly and maintained properly turf
1: (laughs) yeah I'm assuming as a second baseman you like that shoe hop as much as possible
2: oh yeah 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 I I uh, prefer a smooth infield, obviously. So John's never had the pleasure of playing on turf, so he doesn't know that you can sit,
1: you know, thirty feet behind yeah. the bag and come in <laughs> and get that true hop and get that nice, nice crisp ball your way yeah. and have plenty of time there. Where you know, yeah, when you you're playing over in Glasgow, yeah. the ball could hop
2: anywhere. So yeah, you you play the um, ball way high. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm i used to playing my second base off the the left shoulder of the pitcher. Yeah, <laughs> especially on the Glasgow field. I don't know if you've ever played in the Glasgow field, uh, Damon, but it is it's pretty rough. Um, some of the hops are are just physics defined Um, yeah. so hopefully you'll get a chance to play there uh, sometime. Um, let's move to uh, what you're doing now in terms of baseball. Still in uni. Tell us about the history of the club. Um, you guys are called the Sterling Uni Storm, I believe.
2: Yeah, the name is the Storm. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, talk to th- us. About you. Yeah. So. so uh, you yeah, we're, we're only in our fourth year. Um, actually, this is our third year. Next year will be our fourth year. Um, and we only became we only came up with the name Storm uh, this year. Up until then, we were just Sterling Uni Baseball Club. Um, but the club was formed when uh, I was a fresher and I just heard about it. Like um, a friend I played basketball with uh, who's half Canadian um, and, and plays baseball. He would tell me about it at basketball practice and I would always ask, but he he only told me that it would be, you know, four or five guys throwing the ball around and didn't really know what they were doing. Um, and then a, a year or two after that, the club evolved a bit more and we had 10 players and, uh, it's starting to really pick up some some speed it, it's unfortunate that covid kind of shut it down but uh next year will be our fourth season and we're pretty excited for it definitely
0: uh, now obviously you guys don't play within the baseball scotland national league what kind of structure do you play in do you just play sort of do you barnstorm do you just play kind of friendly games against other unis what's the what's the structure there
2: yeah so we would obviously love to be in uh the national League, but the problem is it runs over summer, and uh we just haven't been able to um basically gauge if we're gonna have enough players to commit in the summer, so we usually the season will last from uh you know late February up until middle may um right now, unfortunately, the only other established university team in Scotland is Aberdeen that have uh their first team. Um But there are talks of teams in Dundee at Abertey and a team in Edinburgh. So right now it's it's just the base it's just uh, the Scottish division in the BSUK League um, and it's just us Aberdeen one, Aberdeen two. Um, and last year we, we played it as uh, we played the Aberdeen ones twice and we played the twos twice and each team plays us twice and then whoever had, uh, the most wins, obviously, finishes at the top of the group. Um, and the winner is, is meant to go down to England at Farnham Park and play in the university championships. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding our competitive structure for next year. Um, I've been talking to BSUK about it, and uh, if COVID doesn't keep uh, messing up competitive play, hopefully there's a bit more of a developed league next year with, uh, like I mentioned, Aberte, maybe Edinburgh. uh we we definitely try to play friendlies and uh inner squad friendlies as well when we can
0: nice now um one thing that i have seen pop up um that i haven't seen anything else about since the first time that i read it and i might have imagined this so please do correct me if i'm wrong but Mm -hmm. i noticed a facebook page or group uh, referring to the sterling claymore's baseball club is that something you know anything about and uh Is there any update, if anything, is there any update you can give me on the status of that? Is that something that we can look forward to in the next couple of years?
2: Yeah, so um, Jason actually mentioned them before we came on. Uh, Stephen Evans, who's a board member of Baseball Scotland and um, founded the Aberdeen Uni team, it was actually his idea, because he's at this university now here in Sterling, studying sports management. It was his idea, uh, along with Paul Convoy, I think, for the past couple of years, they've wanted to establish a club team in Sterling to play in the National League. Um, so Stephen set that page up as a way to gauge interest in people in the area that maybe want to play. Um, obviously, if there's anybody out there listening tonight, if you have any interest and you're from Sterling and playing baseball in the summer, um, you know that would definitely be for you, but um just at the moment, it's to gauge interest um and like I mentioned earlier, we want university players on the team, but it's hard for them to commit over the summertime because a lot of them are international as well um but it's definitely something to keep your eye on if we get en- enough interest um baseball and and Paul want to uh establish a club team so
0: let's hope that we manage to get something and see some movement on that because Stirling is an absolutely gorgeous place. So it would be yeah. nice if from a selfish standpoint to be able to uh, take yearly trips there um, to play you guys. Uh, yeah. One thing that uh, we covered with Paul when he was on the show two weeks ago uh, was the field. Now, I know that you guys are working on a field out there. Um, what's the status there?
2: Yeah. So like one of our big pushes just collectively as a club, uh, the guys who served as presidents before me, um, it, it's always been a, a big thing for us is basically developing the facility because looking at it from a broader scale, the, the baseball facilities in Britain just aren't really up to par. So we wanna do our best to create a baseball field where we, we can play baseball competitively, but we can also play safely and properly, um, You know, no flat pitcher's mound and uh, actually have some dirt on the field but right now um things have been slowed down because of covid obviously but we were able to put anchored bases in um the groundskeepers at the uni were able to dig the anchors into the ground um so permanent bases up there now um the next step is we are going to look to install an artificial uh pitcher's mound so it's just going to be a pitcher's mound made out of artificial turf um the idea is that they put a concrete slab into the ground and you glue the mound onto onto the concrete um and w- with that we're hoping that um it'll be easier to pitch on and the rain won't destroy it um because obviously in scotland with the weather the rain tends to ruin the fields but um th- that's i'd say that's phase one for the the project and phase two is going to be setting up some kind of uh, backstop fencing and phase three, we'll, we'll be um, trying to complete the rest of the infield, which right now is up in the air. We're looking to do either all turf or dirt, it depends on how much money we can raise, but it's definitely a long-term project.
1: How are you guys currently do you, um, do, you, do you have a GoFundMe page or is this something you're working with the university that gives grants for you guys? I'm, I'm assuming there must be some sort of grants you can tap into with the university.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the university's actually been really helpful uh the sport development coordinator and the sports union president um are are just really big on developing sports and they don't care which sport it is uh obviously some people might be have a bit of bias towards baseball uh in britain but um at the university they they don't care they just want any sport to thrive and they want to give the students a good experience um So they've helped us with funding and they've they've pointed us in the direction of funding. Um, Sterling actually has the Sterling Fund, which the university gives out. Um, I'm not sure the total number, it's it's probably anywhere from five to 8,000 pounds um, every year where they give out money to clubs and societies at the university. So we applied for that um, and we were lucky enough to get about 750 pounds from that, so um that's been a big help with the field and then i mentioned before we started the call we've also applied for the uh baseball softball uk facility fund so we're, we're looking to hear back from that in two days actually so oh, that, wow. that would so, be a big yeah
1: so you could have some big news in two days then
2: yeah yeah hopefully <laughs> but, but yeah, the, us, uh, yeah sorry uh you'll have to
0: keep us updated then and uh, we'll give oh, yeah. uh Give a moment when we have our next show, uh, so we can yeah, keep definitely. people uh, abreast of what's going on in the field. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. Um, to go back to the Baseball Scotland National League for a moment. Now, obviously, you've mentioned that a lot of your classmates and the other students that, that work at um, the work on the, the Stirling uni baseball club, they're not always in the country during our season. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what about yourself? Uh, is there any is there any scope for you to play uh, in league season this year? If so, what what team can we expect to see you playing for? No recruiting, John. You can't start recruiting your players that way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Glasgow's nice in the summer. Yeah, I see what you're doing, John. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Go ahead, (laughs) David.
2: No, it's all right. It's actually a good question that I haven't really thought about too much, to be fair. Um, I don't know. For the most part, I kind of consider my playing days, uh, like, past me because I kind of uh, I want to develop the game here and give other people the same experiences I had playing it growing up um, but that's not to say I wouldn't still play um, in all honesty if I were to play in the National League I would like to play in, in for a club um, that's in Sterling and represents Sterling um, but other than that I'm not really 100% sure usually I have to go home in the summer to do uh, work and make money so that I have money to spend for the next semester at uni but um it's something that could change on a monthly basis so I guess we'll see maybe I'll I'll play in the league someday so you see you go home
1: for the summer you pick up some summer ball where
2: you're there yeah there's actually a thing in America called twilight league where uh it's basically like washed up uh players playing it me and my friends used to joke around in high school that if we ever ended up in that league we did something wrong but um it's it's mainly where just, like, older guys and, uh, like I'm saying, guys who played a while ago or played in high school go to play. So I'm thinking I might play some of that in the summer. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, it's usually just throwing the ball around. It's really nothing too competitive for me anymore.
0: So you mentioned the Twilight League. Did it have a midnight league for this guy?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, Maybe. Hey man, there is an over 40s league in the States that I want to go play. It's actually, that, uh, I can't remember what, it's like, what they're called, but it's a 20, 20s league, 30s league, 40s league, 50s league, and it's a 6 year old league there, so I, I still oh, got a good yeah, 15. Um,
0: yeah, Brett, Brett Mandela, I believe it was, actually, that we spoke with back in October for the NLBMR fundraiser. He mm-hmm. plays in an, an over 50s league. Was yeah, it him exactly. who, Was it him that, that, that played with, play with Jose Canseco? Who was that again? There was a guy mentioned yeah. used to play with like, oh, Jose Konseko, and Konseko was like, oh, God, who who, who you think are still on steroids? And he was like, Of course I'm on fucking steroids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll have to look through my notes again. I remember who that is there. But uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, no, that's one of the nice things about possibly going back home is you get a chance to, to play ball and play ball at a competitive level um, and, and, and at least know that. Uh, you're you're gonna see some uh, pitches around the strike zone.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's still competitive.
1: So yeah, all right. So yeah. uh, how 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 many people are currently on the team right now? Because I'm saying, I mean, uh, I'm very curious how growth has been for you guys. I mean, it's obviously really hard to to convince people one to join. And then uh, are you linked with softball are or you, are you guys? Is it separate? Is it baseball? Or are, you, are you trying to go co-ed or not?
2: Yeah, so, uh, like I was saying, the club's only in its fourth year, and we only got on social media or uh, Instagram this year. Uh, we had a Facebook page, but it wasn't really um, active. So we had we, we made, like, a big push this year. Our social media secretary actually did a really good job of just, like, spreading the word about the club. And we were able to – we have 17 paid members uh, this year um, – it would definitely be more there's guys that were in the club last year and uh, never made it back to scotland this time around just because of covid like guys that live in taiwan uh, and other parts of asia it's just too far away um to come here for no in-person teaching but uh I- i'd say without covid we would probably have 20 members right now It's just at 17. Um, at the end of last year we had about 10 or 11 Uh, And next year I want to uh, maybe have anywhere from 22 to 25 players and have two teams. Um, In terms of softball, um, I'm not really 100% sure. If somebody comes to the university with a softball background and wants to start a softball club specifically and they want our help starting it, um, I would be up for that. But mainly the goal right now of the club is to be co-ed and have uh, women and men on the same team. like they do up at Aberdeen University Um, and and most universities in England and Scotland uh, usually try to have boys and girls on the same team.
1: Yes, absolutely. There is a push for that. It's always been open to both sexes to play there. Um, But Mm -hmm. a lot of times you see there is a push to get people to play softball first as as a taster and then bring them on to baseball there. So I didn't know if you guys had that same approach there um, or how you guys were advertising that you guys were a factor club there other than mm-hmm. kind of word of mouth because back when uh, I first started in 2003 there was anyone that had any kind of baseball hat on it was stopping the street and say hey do you play baseball and then try to convince them to play the team there so I was yeah. very curious how, how you guys were you know, doing to advertise that you guys that were a baseball team and if not a softball team or not so
2: yeah uh, um Yeah, I mean, we we get a lot of help because obviously we're affiliated with the university, so it's a bit easier for us because um, if we post something on social media, usually the sports union page or just the the students union page will repost it and then 7,000 students see it. Um, So obviously that helps, whereas if we were just a baseball club in Sterling, um, there wouldn't really be like a parent organization or a parent institution helping them out. So we, we are a bit lucky in that regard, um, just because the university reaches so many people in the town, in the country.
0: With it being a university club, and I would imagine your majority of your players being expats from the States, mm-hmm. um, from an ability and experience standpoint, do you feel that it might be, is it daunting in any way for maybe non-baseball people to... Take the plunge and join, or do you? How do you guys make it an attractive proposition for someone from here who has never played mm-hmm. baseball before? Um, obviously, there could be it could be potentially a closed system from a from an experience standpoint. If it's all expats who've got like years of experience growing up playing baseball, and then a guy like myself, or you know, another Scotsman who maybe yep. like we said, like put it up along the way, but hasn't been able to play the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you guys? Maintain the balance.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. It's actually something that I put a lot of thought into when I started this role. Um, Just because, like you're saying, we have we have students from um, South Korea, Taiwan, uh, the United States, or we might have a student who lived in America up until he was 10 and played baseball that whole time, and then moved to France or something. So it's all kind of different skill sets. Guys that have played 15 years and guys that only started playing a month ago. Um, but we try to just have the the more experienced guys kind of take a coaching role. Um, because like I mentioned earlier, like we've, if there's people, there's a few people like myself on the team that have 10 or more years of experience. So like we've had our share of playing um, and basically our role to the club and me particularly as president is to kind of just uh, make sure that the members of the club are getting the most out of it. Um, uh, basically this year I tried to just start slow. Um, most of the group it's their first time playing apart from a handful. Um, just try to teach them the basic mechanics and keep it a fun welcoming environment. Um, we also try to do a lot of things in training um, that just keep the blood flowing so you're not standing still. Uh, baseball is an extremely hard game so we also remind people that um, you, you you're, you're picking up a game that's incredibly difficult and even the best players on the planet, if they go three for ten, it's all the same numbers, you know. So we just try <laughs> to keep. That's my quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we just try to keep a positive environment and just remind people that every everybody's in the same boat and it's gonna take time to develop your skills. And John knows that
1: one well. Like I always said, you know, you're gonna fail seven times yes. out of ten and you make the Hall of Fame. So that's uh, absolutely yeah. my quote. I use over and over again with people. It's like exactly that gonna...
0: such an empty yeah that. Uh... I believe I actually quoted it once on uh, Matt's show, British <laughs> Baseball <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's awesome, man. Um, Jason, do you have anything else you want to cover? Uh
1: you, Where can people find out about joining you? So, obviously, and um, I was going to say, uh, uh, obviously, with COVID, it's been hard. But do you? I'm assuming you're still in touch with the SUK. Are they talked of traveling down to stay in the North of England and playing a few teams there? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming there must be, uh, obviously there'll be some in Manchester there, but I mean, like, is there anything in say uh, Newcastle or um, I'm trying to think, but Durham, Durham university had a, a pretty strong team. yeah, Six or seven years ago when I, when I was still running things. So uh, yeah. is, is, are you guys looking forward to uh, hopefully going to play games with them as well?
2: Yeah, that's another good question. It kind of ties into the question you asked earlier just about competition structure and things like that. Um, so Sterling has an American football team. Um, so th- their story is it's kind of similar to baseball. It's actually, it's not that popular. But the thing is, Sterling was able to get a team with a lot of players on it and be really competitive. And there weren't any teams in the area in Scotland that were competitive. So they had to start traveling down to places like Leeds um, and Durham. To play their matches. And, and like you said, Durham actually have a very good club there, Oxford or another team with, with uh, a pretty established club there. Um, so it's my hope that maybe in the future a university league will be established um, just for both Scotland and England combined and you maybe have the most competitive teams in that league and then maybe teams that aren't necessarily at the same level play in a friendly league. And if uh, the club develops enough, maybe you end up playing in the competitive league. But the issue with that is funding because it costs a lot of money to travel to Durham or Manchester or Oxford from Sterling. Um, And then obviously, yeah, yeah, you're talking about like staying in hotels if it's overnight and things like that. But that's definitely something for the future that we have in mind, maybe playing in an elite league with some of the best universities in the country. That's probably the goal to be honest. And uh BSUK, I think that's definitely their aim as well. So hopefully they continue to support us with that.
1: No, I I know they made a really big push probably five, six, seven years ago to do that because I don't think there was many uni leagues around before then, and that was a big push for people to do that. And you can definitely see uh, the fruits of their labor beginning to pay off now because uh, they're they're popping up There, there. There was a team in Edinburgh for a while there. And again, we probably have the same problem where everyone's really keen until about May, and then exams kick in. <laughs> You're like, got oh, yeah. sorry, I'll see you yeah. guys in September. So, uh, how do you guys plan to tackle that problem? Because again, that's an ongoing problem for I'm and the past presidents, and the current, you know, being the current president, it's always people are keen, and then they go away for the summer, and then your league starts right back up again, pretty much right in September, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, we actually uh, don't play until February. It's only February until about May. So, um, but we train throughout that time. That's the problem with the university system at the moment. Your season's only three months long. um, So we only end up playing like a handful of games. Um, I would love if if the season started like in the autumn time and ran until December or I don't know, but it definitely needs reformatted because uh, like I said you only get about three months of playing at that point so but um, um
0: what's, is, sorry is sorry. that is that because of weather primarily in Scotland uh obviously yeah. the the weather in, the, in the weather in Scotland tends to be kind of harsh uh particularly for baseball fields it's not um you know it's, it's not the easiest place to play baseball from a weather standpoint at the best of times never mind uh September, October, November time. Uh, so is it just a weather thing? And if so, is there any way you guys can get around it?
2: Yeah, I think it's definitely a weather thing. Um, but even when, from my background in Connecticut, the weather was is always bad. Like, we, we get maybe three or four months of nice weather total. I think it's just a matter – I think it's a combination of things. I think it has to do with that there's no facilities to play the game on in Scotland because when it rains as much as it does, you need a well-maintained facility. Um, ultimately, like our dream at Sterling is to have a turf field, but that, that costs a lot of money. But um, if you play it on a turf surface, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, um, yeah. I would say you could definitely probably play baseball from... Uh, we we played games up in Aberdeen at the end of February, so you could probably play games from March all the way up till October if you really wanted to. And like you're saying... Around that time, it gets cold, winter sets in, but it's definitely a combination of things. Like I said earlier, the students leave in summer as well. So it's hard to feel the team. Yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah. that's a tough one. I know uh, traditionally we we didn't ever recruit for anybody in university for Edinburgh because um, it was the same problem. It's usually a foreign player and it would be very good. And then you'd have them until May and you wouldn't see it again this September.
2: Yeah, yeah. Even the the guys that are Scottish or Irish or English, like local, uh, even unless you're in Sterling, like you're local and live there over the summer, or you're, you're down the road, a car ride away, it's still pretty difficult to, to get the team all in the same city for a certain amount of time.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that actually, like, Sterling University is still a good 45 minutes from – from my bus from actually stirling the city
2: yeah in edinburgh
1: no oh, is that, i uh i know from uh, from actually stirling it's not it's, it's not actually set in stirling isn't it it's a little bit further out at least according to my friend who said stirling anyway was not it's on the outskirts of town
2: oh yeah yeah it's it's probably about a 10 to 15 minute drive from the center of town the campus
1: okay yeah so i i didn't know if that causes problems are not there but yeah again I, i've only been to sterling castle so i can't yeah. say i've really seen much
2: <laughs> no i would say it's a like the the town is pretty much a cluster it's a it's really tight um and then the university is actually in bridge It's not in sterling but it's only about 10 15 minute drive it's an easy walk and easy bus ride so okay yeah okay. i guess that makes
1: a lot more sense
2: then yeah John,
0: you got any questions for well, viewers? No, that's why I was about to, <laughs> was about to <laughs> David, thanks so much for joining us. Um, where can the viewers and listeners find you guys on social media? What's your links?
2: So we're on Facebook and Instagram. It's just at Sterling Uni, U-N-I Baseball. Um, so we've got about 300 followers on Instagram. We're almost at 300. Uh, Facebook, we've been on there for a couple yeah. of years now. So, if you want to look at the, the first photos of the club and how it was founded, you can check that out there. Um, we, we, try, we try to stay pretty active on social media and we're always open to new members. So if you're a student at the university or if you're just in the area, just drop a message to the page and we'll get back to you.
0: Wonderful. Thanks so much for coming on, Damon. Stick with us. Uh, we're going to close tonight. Um, Jason, you know I love stuff like this. It is opening day this Thursday. <laughs> In the major league baseball season twenty twenty-one. I've got the matchups for opening day right here. Let's let's predict the winners and we'll see who gets closest. Um so guys, I'll read out the matchup. Uh you guys give me your prediction. First matchup, Yankees, Blue Jays. Blue Jays at uh, the big ballpark in the box. Blue Jays. Like this
1: man maybe forty. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't know. It's
1: at least three touchdowns. I mean, come on <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I'm gonna go Yanks because it goes on the mound.
2: I'm gonna go Yankees as well because I actually am a Yankees fan. So I'm. Not really oh, gonna- no. Yeah. oh no! Oh no! I'm, I'm never said. gonna, I'm never gonna vote <laughs> against my team. Nice. So well,
0: that's two for Yanks, one for Blue Jays. So suck it, Tigers. <laughs> Clindians Who are the Indians? Tigers.
1: Steven, you got. You want to take a guess?
2: Yeah, I'll just go Tigers. I,
0: yeah, wonderful. I think the Oakland deans are going to win that one. Um, I think the the
1: generic Cleveland baseball team will win that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Red Sox, Orioles.
2: White Sox or Red Sox? Red Sox. Red
0: Sox. Red Sox. The bad Sox.
2: I'll, I'll go with Red Sox. Yeah, Red Sox.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the Red Sox will, will beat the Orioles as well. Um, Twins and Brewers, one of these annoying opening day interleague games that I don't like.
2: Brewers? Yeah, I would say Brewers, Brewers as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go Twins in that one. I think the Twins still have a pretty formidable offense and that'll carry them. Uh, name, name one pitcher was, on their
1: team. One pitcher. they, they got 13 pitchers. About, They got 13 pitchers on the team. Name one. Name one. Jose Barrios. All right.
0: It It takes longer (laughs) for the pitchers to say it, than it does hit us. I think that they'll they'll win it uh, for that reason. Um, Cubs and Pirates. Cubs. 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 Yeah, I think Cubs will win that one too. Uh, This should be a really good game. Phillies and Braves.
2: Braves. Yeah. I agree.
0: I'm going to say Phillies because I love Joe Girardi and I don't care what you think, Jason. The Phillies. Um, Marlins and Rays, the Battle of the Floridas.
1: Gosh, I'm wearing all my Rays gear. How can I against them? Nah,
0: that's the (laughs) fucking...
2: Yeah, I'll I'll just say Marlins because I don't really like the Rays.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you, Damon. I'm going to say Marlins as well.
2: Yeah, yes. the, Yan- the Yankees uh, is turning into one of the most hated uh, rivals, the Rays.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Just none of the Sox so-
2: shine. To
0: um, <laughs> uh Rays and Cardinals. 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 Yeah, I'll say Cardinals as well, to be honest. Uh, Rockies and Dodgers. Um, Rockies and Dodgers. Dodgers. I'll go Rockies on this one. <laughs> Just to change it up. Oof, I think I'm going It's going
1: okay, no so, way. <laughs> I mean, who's going to actually yeah. root for the Rockies on this one besides the guys around the Rocky <laughs> Twitter's account?
0: Come on. Yeah, so I'm actually going to. We're going to do this every week this season, Jason. And right, I'm yeah. going to. I'm going to listen back, and I'm going to make of so like, take a note of how many we get right, and we'll see who gets the most right over the year. Are there um, prizes?
1: So, Are
0: you giving probably, out prizes? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I I haven't, I, I haven't of the three three probably. guests, is
1: that one of the, the three guests that get the, get the most surprise? I'm, I'm assuming it's I mean, I'm,
0: I'm literally in the process of making this up as I go. I, so. Exactly. <laughs> I
1: figured it, it was either a handshake or a hug, at least. So we're going to take it from there.
0: Yeah. Um, a Padres-Diamondbacks matchup? Padres. e backs Yeah, well, I think I'm going to have to go with Jason this time, unfortunately. <laughs> Padres for me. (laughs) And the last one from opening day. Yep. Uh, Still in denial. Last one from opening day uh, at 10 past nine UK time, Royals and Rangers.
2: Royals. Yeah, Royals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say the Rangers win that one. Name anybody on the Rangers team. Name one Ranger. I don't care. If he's not in yeah, the exactly. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> David, thanks again so much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure having you, and it's been great to talk about uh, the uni um, and the baseball work that you guys are doing there. Um, all the best with it. Look forward to hopefully putting on your nice, shiny new field someday, and hopefully I'll bump into you on in the ballpark uh, in some capacity down the line.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. It was uh, great to just talk about all those different things. Great. For uh some exposure for the club. So we appreciate the platform and everything. And yeah, hopefully maybe one day we can host a tournament at Sterling or something, or uh maybe we'll organize a friendly against uh Glasgow or something. But we'll see what the future holds. Hopefully COVID lets up a little bit.
1: Absolutely. If yeah. there's anything we can do for you guys, just give us a shout. We're always willing to help out. And if it's a promotion or anything else, yeah, like I said we're it's always a big the baseball community is always out to help here. So
2: Okay, yeah. Great, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, us as well. If you ever need anything, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. We're always active on social media and everything.
1: Yes, I, I think uh, me and John will, will have to come out for a game one time and, and check out the field because uh, Hall was raving about how great the field was, so I, I yeah. see it for myself. Always, yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I think,
2: all I think, I think, I think if a baseball all stadium was built there, it'd be it one of the, the nicest.
1: Wow, yeah, he said the views were absolutely amazing. So, best of luck to you on the field, uh, and yeah, if they said you guys start running any promotions to help uh, get any money, just give it a
2: shout. We'll help you, help you out when we can. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, guys.
1: All right, man. Have a good
2: night.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah you man.
2: too. Yeah, for to to Thanks for watching.
0: Thank Bye, everyone. See you next
1: week. Bye, everyone.